Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank God we are living in the last days. We have every opportunity to praise Him, to believe Him, to get ready for His soon return. Hallelujah. Thank you, team, for all of your help as we contemplate our departure. Praise God. Shall we pray? Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. We give you praise and thanks. You're worthy, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Oh, thank you for your faithful, tender mercies. Hallelujah, 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 Lord. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Oh, blessed be the name of the living God. We worship you. Hallelujah, worship you, Rebellion. Our Father, we worship you. Nino Custo, Crozono, Brondo, Bel, Melikelisto, Cusacore, Mende, Manasoro, Motobro, Biende, Libraste, Levide, Tucoro, Siendere, Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. Ne Masto, Presiti, Crevivide, Leborodosto, Coriende. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. The whole earth is filled with your glory. 
Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Le cruzure tori de le brosuro cure baramande. Hallelujah. Jababa casta cabala paradicasante. Nombre de bel me le presete mashakadabalma. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Roche crete balma no cosoro de broding de le brusto. Enemoto coribas de credibel metervende. Thank you, Abba Father. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. La miso prebibelende rebo cosoro curiende reba cashandai. We're so grateful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We praise you, Abba. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Abba, Father. Thank you, Abba, Father. Oh, faithful God. We receive, we receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to your holy name. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Abba Father. And then shall we just open up our Bibles to First Timothy, the fourth chapter? And let's read there. From verse 8, it says, For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's interesting to notice here that God, who is concerned about our prophet who wants us to be uh, always above, increasing, getting better and better, has also plans for eternity and the ages that are coming ahead. Praise God. Very interesting here that our bodily exercise can be compared to this spiritual or godly exercise. And notice that it involves daily inputs and energy and effort and putting forth uh, strength and determination, discipline. All of those kind of words are involved when it comes to um, exercise. You know, so praise God. Uh, we will have to put forth effort into this godly exercise and uh, we keep the hope before us that hope that we are going to uh, enjoy the benefits or the profits in those days that are coming ahead. Praise God. Even eternity, the life that is now and that which is to come. Verse 9 says, It's a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation. In other words, you can be sure that this is going to happen. Praise God. And there's a God who cares for us. And there's a God who sees our 
burdens and our concerns. And He has a great plan, a plan that is not vain or empty or a waste, but rather to be able to eternally make sure we are blessed, make sure we receive the rewards for what we are doing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So God is a faithful God. Don't forget that. Let's go to Galatians now also. Galatians there and the fifth chapter. We were looking at that last week. Notice there verse 1 says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Praise God. So notice here that there is a liberty that has been purchased for us. And, um, you know, if you talk to people who have been freedom fighters, they will tell you how much pain and suffering they endured. Praise God. To make sure that the rest of the land was free. So Jesus went ahead and endured and suffered for that liberty to make us free. And now here we have been called to stand in that liberty, which is going to require effort and putting forth of desire, determination, discipline, all of these things, to stand in that place of freedom where Christ has made us free and not be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. He says there in verse 2, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if you be circumcised, Christ, Christ shall profit you nothing. For everyone, he says, every man that is circumcised, that he be a debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you, whosoever you are, justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. As you keep noticing there, he says in verse 13, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Hallelujah. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Praise God. So we've been given freedom to choose, um, but don't use that freedom, he says, um, to hurt others or to escape from the work, the effort that is required. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't go in the direction of the flesh. Flesh is easy. doesn't require any work, actually. It's like nature itself which we were born in Adam, and there's a law that works in our flesh, the law of sin and death, and it is there in our members. Thank God Jesus has made another law possible, a higher law possible, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. But we'll have to take hold of that by what we believe, by saying it, by trusting God, and acting on those kind of truths. Hallelujah. So we've been called to serve one another, is what he's saying here, by love. So that freedom to choose is an authority given to us. Jesus gave us authority all over again. He delivered us out of darkness and brought us into his own kingdom and uh, gave us the authority to choose now. So now we have choice. 
Before we didn't have choice. Today we have choice and that is our freedom. Our freedom is in our ability to choose. And God has given us that liberty. He says only now we use that liberty to now in love serve one another. Hallelujah. So let's consider these kind of thoughts as we approach um, his coming. Uh, Let's begin to live up in that place that Christ has purchased for us where we are free to use our liberty to serve one another by love. Hallelujah. So, you know, as your mind goes, that's how the rest of your body and your life goes. So we need to begin to think about it more so that our mind is more full of such thoughts and then it will move us to act. So that's part of the... uh, you know, work of exercise that we are talking about. Hallelujah. Don't use the liberty for an occasion to the flesh. So you could use freedom, you know, saying, I'm free, I'm not under bondage, and so um, I can decide that I'm not going to do what everybody else is doing because I'm free. Now, that's the other side of it. You could say, I'm free, and so I'm free not to do anything uh, like this. <laughs> But we're going to use our freedom to love, in love, serve, love people, and then serve one another. Amen? So there are extremes to which this freedom can be used and misused. And so uh, we want to go the other way and have something that will profit eternally. Amen? Let's go to the book of Romans also, the 8th chapter there. The 8th chapter is... uh, you know, a chapter that's full of stuff that will be a blessing all the time. Romans chapter 8. Notice here it says in verse 5, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, It's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Hallelujah. So notice here it's all about pleasing God, doing things that please Him rather than ourselves. Our bodies have to be trained to now obey um, God and obey the things that are of a higher value And uh, we give God pleasure. He says that if you are living according to the flesh, you cannot please Him. So uh, we strive to not go in the direction of the flesh, but in the direction of the Spirit. Praise God. Notice in the last verses of chapter 8, you notice there's something very secure there about us. He says in verse 38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. So he's assuring the believer that nothing can separate the believer from this great love of God, no matter what's going to happen even in the future no matter what's happening now, no matter what is going to happen also. So that gives you a lot of assurance and confidence that 
God has got you. He's taking care of you. You are in the palm of his hands. You are kept. You are specially uh, being watched over. His care and desire and concern are for us. Hallelujah. You know, so it's not about whether we'll go to heaven or not. I believe that this love will not allow us to go any other place but to heaven. But the point is that you want to be able to have things that will help you to have a profitable uh, experience even afterwards. Hallelujah. Because there are ages and ages ahead of us. That's one thing that you become more and more aware of as you study uh, these last days and the scriptures in the book of Revelations and so on. This really, really so much of time lying ahead of us. Our life is basically, you know, like a vapor compared to the eternal realms of time and timelessness that are ahead of us. Hallelujah. It's amazing. So um, we can only carry what we have worked for and believed God for uh, in the spirit into that place. Praise God. And so we want to make sure we get it. Hallelujah. Now the verse about, uh, you know, our temporal life and things like that that Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 19 becomes more clear. He says, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Hallelujah. It's very interesting. I'm familiar with losing chances. You know, while you're on the earth, you may notice that you miss this chance and that chance and you feel bad about it. Now, this is the greatest chance-missing situation you can think of. He says that if only in this life you had hope in God or in Christ, then you're of all men most miserable. Amen? So it's like, oh, man. I missed it. I just thought this was all there was, what I could see down here. He says that's equivalent to being so miserable, you know. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know about you, but I I don't want to discover how miserable that is. Praise God. So part of our endeavor is to make sure we are not miserable about it. Amen. We want to see as much as we can about how our hope should uh, extend into those ages that are coming. Hallelujah. And that's why we want to do it right. Praise God. Ha ha. Praise the Lord Jesus. So there is a whole realm of time and uh, life. You know, I don't want to talk too much and sound as though we are the people who believe in a second life or another life and all of that. But honestly, there is more than this life. (laughs) Hallelujah. There's a life ahead. There's plenty. There's much more ahead than this little vapor and wisp of time that you and I have. Even if we were to live, you know, to 969 like Methuselah. Praise God. But notice here, we we want to get this right and um, God will help us. These are our desires as we contemplate those days. Praise God. Let's go to the book of Revelations also for a minute and see some verses there. Revelation, the 11th chapter. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's the last uh, book there. Notice. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. 
Let's go down to verse um, 15. And the seventh angel sounded. There was great voices, or rather there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. The kingdoms of this world are going to be actually the kingdoms of our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm-mm. And he shall reign forever and ever. Notice the timelessness in that last phrase, forever and ever. <laughs> so Jesus is going to be reigning, ruling every kingdom forever and ever. And you and I are called to be part of that ruling and reigning. Hallelujah. So you could say we are training for a reigning. <laughs> Glory to God. That's a nice way of saying it. Verse 16 says, And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God. Hallelujah. You are familiar with those people probably from the fourth chapter of Revelation. They, they had this falling down. Anytime those beasts or those creatures said holy, holy, holy and give thanks and praise and strength and wisdom and honor to God, these people would fall down and worship God on their faces. Notice that. Verse 17 says, Saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord, God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. Woo, glory to God. So he has finally taken everything back into his hands and he is reigning forever and ever. Hallelujah. And these um, people decide to bow anytime they feel that it is a signal to bow. They just worship. So as you keep thinking about it, sometimes I used to wonder, why don't they just lie down there? But <laughs> it's, it's not like that. Heaven is a place where you would just love to be of that service and just get up again and then lie down again and get up again and lie down again on your face. And uh, every opportunity will be just another opportunity to worship Him and say, He's worthy. Hallelujah. And they don't uh, feel anything else, but they feel that that's just the right thing to do. And these are the very 24 elders who are right in front of the throne. And so... Hallelujah. They, they are, in quote, great men, I believe. Otherwise, they wouldn't be sitting there. God chose them. And they just worship like that and fall on their faces and say, you are worthy. And they give Him thanks and honor and glory. And so, that's very likely, from all indications, um, what you're going to see around heaven. Heaven and the heavenly realms and God's dominion are going to be characterized by people who are willing to just bow their face down and worship and thank and adore Him. Hallelujah. And so I believe that once we cross from this place, we're going into a place where we will immediately be ready to say, Oh, hallelujah, He's worthy. Oh, He's worthy. And just be ready to worship and thank Him and praise Him and, and fall on our faces and make a big deal about Him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So I believe that 
the more we are thinking that way and pondering along those kind of things, the more we'll be ready to do it here too. You know, we're heavenly minded. Amen. Our minds are set on things that are above. And so we are going to be so full of gratitude and praise and worship and adoration to Him that is worthy that we will now see, as He sees, just another opportunity to do something in His name for His praise and worship and adoration and be so carried by all that that it's just another chance to serve and to walk in the love of God which pleases Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Our flesh will be so put under that all of his complaints to say, why don't you just stay there? Why do you have to get up again? Why? why? You know, all those kind of thoughts will be so hushed up that your, your flesh will have almost nothing to say. He'll be kept in that place of, well, here we go again. We just have to worship him. And eventually, I believe we can train him to get involved and he will just go like a a wind-up toy, and just obey whatever we tell him to. Hallelujah. Because the body is supposed to be put under, you know, brought into subjection to our spirit man. And our spirit man is full of his life and full of his nature and uh, pleases him from the spirit realm. Amen? So the rest of us is going to follow because we're going to a place of dominion forever and ever ruling and reigning with him forever and ever. Hallelujah. Let's go off also into another verse of similar thoughts. Uh, Revelation 19. Praise the Lord Jesus. Notice there, very interesting verses. A white horse comes out, flame, fire. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's read verse 15. Out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that it would smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. He that treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and of the wrath of almighty God. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Amen. Now you and I know that You know, this is going to be other nations that have the ability to disobey him in the ages to come, in the millennial period, and he's going to be strong with them. He's going to rule them with a rod of iron. Praise God. Hmm. Thank God that we are sealed into a place where we will never have to face that kind of treatment from our king. Isn't that wonderful to know that you and I will never have to face that kind of treatment. Amen? So we're not afraid of the wrath to come. We're not afraid of that kind of stuff. But rather, we want to prepare ourselves for uh, a place of enjoyment, of profit, and where we will say, I'm so glad I just decided to go with Jesus and with His great love and keep my mind on Him and to... Uh, arrange my thoughts according to the word of I'm so glad that I did that gymnastics, that I put effort there and discipline there, and I lived in that place. I'm so glad. Oh, instead of being miserable, we'll be eternally grateful and thankful and say forever, <laughs> hallelujah, I'm so glad 
that I made a choice to follow you and to stand in the liberty and use the liberty to serve him and to serve others. Hallelujah. So that we have no regret whatsoever. Amen. That is our target. That is how we want to go forward. And that's how God wants us to live, I believe. Praise God. So it's not that we are getting ready for a rod of iron or any harsh treatment from him. Praise God. He said, no height, no depth, no power, no principality, nothing present, nothing to come. Nothing can separate us from the great love of God. Hallelujah. So we are the beloved. We are his chosen. We are his people called by his name. But we want to do uh, profitable things that will be carried on into eternity so that we have not even a hint of misery. We will just say, I'm so glad I chose to do the right thing. I did not use my liberty to uh, fuel my other desires, my fleshly desires, but I decided to go with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I believe that you, you are getting an idea that um, it's not meant to be um, a kind of a scary thing, but it's just a simple no regrets matter so that you never ever have to regret ever for choosing and making desires and choices according to God's word. There's no loss. There's only gain. There's only profit. Hallelujah. And you and I are the blessed ones. We are the the church of the living God. We are the body of Christ. We are the ransomed. Hallelujah. And so what a chance to just serve him and serve one another because I'm telling you the prophet is inestimable right now. What eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard. God has prepared for those who love him. So this is beyond comprehension on a natural scale, the greatness of his goodness toward us, but we want to make sure that we have not even a little bit of regret about it, that we are not having a hint or a tint of misery at all. Hallelujah. Of course. Amen. It's going to be wonderful to just land up there on the streets of gold. Amen. But I'm talking about the kind of stuff that Paul just said there, that if you had hope uh, in Christ just for this life, then you are of all men most miserable. So there is a chance that a person who is a believer is only seeing down here and has not had a chance to look into those realms, and so he has a misery. Can you see that? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's uh, think about things like that a little Go with me again to the book of uh, Acts. Praise God. Acts chapter 21. Glory to God. Notice there, James is the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. And um, he was a humble man, is the least you could say, because he did not advertise the fact that Jesus was his elder brother. (laughs) Hallelujah. But he himself, after living with him all those years, growing up, he he knew that it's not based on just being a natural relative of Jesus, but you have to actually think about him and choose and make him your Lord. Hallelujah. So um, this man did not use the leverage that he had as half-brother of Jesus, but he eventually became the pastor of the church there, 
And um, it was not a very easy church to deal with. And Paul had that kind of admonition in Galatians chapter 5 where he had to talk about the Jewish leaders who were now saying that they had to be circumcised and so on and so forth. So he had to deal with uh, the legalism of the Jewish law and thinking. And James was the pastor who had all of those type of people to deal with. Praise God. So notice in verse 18, or let's start in 17. And when we were come to Jerusalem, now they, they're coming to the center of all of this, the brethren received us gladly. And the day following, Paul went in with us unto James, and all the elders were present. So even though he's not called pastor, apostle, glangity glang, James, Notice there's even, if you Google today, you know, Google is a great authority out there. You don't have to go to the library anymore, just go Google. If you Google who's the author of the book of James, you'll be shocked to find out that, you know, Dr. Google, Professor Google says all these varieties of options because James did not say, I wrote the book. If it were some characters around here that say, I wrote this book and I am the brother of Jesus and I am apostle, blank, blah, 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 you know. And there would be no end to the, to the, you know, alphabets and all of the things that would be added to the person's name. Hallelujah. But here the Spirit of God does say, you know, so and so was an apostle, this one was an apostle, and all that. But notice the way he's writing. He says, In the day following, Paul went in. He didn't say, Apostle, doctor, blah, 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 Paul went in with us onto the apostle, half brother of the Lord himself, from the same house, from the same womb as Jesus, James. He didn't say anything like that. He just said, on to James. Hallelujah. I tell you, there's something about it, isn't it? See, this is the way the Holy Ghost looks at it. Of course, he knows the equipment and the material that each one has. He gave it to them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Honor to whom honor is due. All of those wonderful things. Praise God. But I just want you to see the other side. Unto James and all the elders were present. So some churches go the extreme and they say everybody's just an elder. There are no pastors. There's no any fivefold ministry, this and that. We're just elders. Well, well, praise God. That's not what we're saying. Verse 19. When he had saluted them, notice he saluted them. You know? So in James, uh, he would say things like, you know, sorry, there's this little flag. Don't, don't worry. Uh, he would say things like, be happy or be joyful or joy be with you. Hallelujah. <laughs> it saluted them. He declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. So, praise God. He's giving an account. After going out and ministering to the Gentiles, he comes back and he explains how, you know, God had done things there. Then verse 20, and when they heard it, they glorified the Lord. They said, oh, glory to God. Wow. And said unto him, thou seest, brother, 
So he's a brother. Praise God. Brother. Brother is very powerful. <laughs> Thou seest brother. Hallelujah. How many thousands of Jews there are which believe. And they are all zealous of the law. So you can see that a lot of Jewish believers have been blessed. And uh, they are zealous still. Notice of the law. Verse 21. And they informed of thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the customs. Praise God. So they are, they are now telling Paul. Verse 22. What is it therefore? Now James is there also, but I don't think James said this. I think it's the, the, the council there of very fervent Jewish believers. What is it therefore? The multitude must needs come together, for they will hear that thou art come. He says all of these zealous Jews are going to come, because they heard that you, Brother Paul, you have come. Do therefore this that we say to thee. <laughs> we have four men which have a vow on them. He said, please do what we are telling you. There are four men here who have a vow. Take them, or rather them take, and purify thyself with them, and be at charges with them, that they may shave their heads, and all may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing, but that thou thyself also walkest orderly and keepest the law. Hmm. Praise God. And uh, notice, as touching the Gentiles which believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing, save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols, from blood, strangled, from fornication. 26. Then Paul took the men, and the next day, purifying himself with them, entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification, until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. All oh, seven days were almost ended. The Jews which are of Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man that teacheth all men everywhere against the people and the law and the place and further brought Greeks also into the temple and has polluted this holy place. For they had seen him with him in the city, uh, Trophimus, an Ephesian, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. And all the city was moved and the people ran together. They took Paul, drew him out of the temple, fought with, the doors were shut. You know, things were going on like this. They are ready to kill him. So notice... James is the pastor there and all these elders and they give him advice. They say, Paul, you know, um, there are, we are also believers just like you. And um, you know, we're still zealous about the law. And so, give you this advice. Just go do it. And they made him take a vow to shave his hair, etc., etc. Praise God. And this is Paul that we just read from in Galatians. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's tough. But you can see, 
it's not easy to live that free life. And even though he complied, they still grabbed him and they were ready to kill him. Are you getting it? So it's, sometimes it's not just the outward thing. It's, it's what you believe in that is being challenged. And what you believe in is the cross of Christ paid for it all. And you don't have to bear any other thing. But now we use that liberty, that freedom, to serve others in love. Hallelujah. Praise God. You, you know, you and I don't have to do so many things. I didn't have to shave my head. 2,000 years later, I'm wearing jeans and, uh, you know, we are on the air and we are free. We're so free. Hallelujah. But don't use that freedom, he says, to fulfill the desires of the flesh, but rather by love serve one another. Hallelujah. So it should just be a flow from our spirits through our souls of gratitude Thanksgiving to this God, hallelujah, full of love, desires toward Him, to now look at others and say, ah, I just want to serve you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Have you ever run into some preacher who said, brother, just tell me, how can I serve you? Please, just let me know. I want to serve you. In fact, when you meet people like that, you wonder, is this guy for real? (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God does want us to live according to this high, noble, and great place called in love, serving one another. Amen. Glory to God. Even though we have such freedom, you know, and you can use your freedom in the flesh and, you know, totally go against the things of God, and because you did not purchase your salvation... You will be kept in the love of God. You will be kept even unto heaven. that interesting? Yeah. So you may say, why do I have to do anything? Anyway, I'm going to heaven. No height, no depth, no power, no principality, nothing present, nothing to come can separate me from the love of God. So hey, just take it easy. I can indulge myself and go the other way. Yes, you can. Praise God. Hallelujah. But there is a chance, a very good chance, that you will be miserable about it. Hallelujah. So we must always look beyond this place and consider the ages that are coming. Hallelujah. Praise God. So living in Paul's time, living uh, with Pastor James and Apostle James and in that great Jerusalem church may not have been very easy for us. Now consider that. We are now thousands of years later so free. And he says, now please just use your freedom to serve others in the great love of God. He's like, is that too much? Hallelujah. You didn't have to shave your head and get all cut up in your body and go through all those Jewish terms. Hallelujah. Such freedom. Amazing liberty. Amazing freedom. Amen? Praise God. I, I believe we're getting it. You know, there's, there's, there's times coming where Jesus is going to rule every kingdom. Everything is going to be under his dominion. Hallelujah. And we will be called to rule with him. To reign with him. 
Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the book of Revelations again. Revelation chapter 1. Notice verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Oh, hallelujah. The prince of the kings of the earth. The highest level of authority. Him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Hallelujah. The other day we were taking communion. And it became real to me that as you are chewing that element, the bread, and you are drinking that juice, it's like Jesus was pulverized and juiced in a blender and given to you. And he said, just drink it. Take it. Take all of it. Let it go inside you. I squeeze myself. I pour myself into you. Oh, hallelujah. And you just drink it. What a pleasure to accept all of that. What he paid for. What he did for us. Ah, we just take it in. It's mine. He said, drink all of it. And has made us. Amen. Praise God. Notice. Let's go on. Verse 9. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and the patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God, for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He said, I have suffered. I am your brother. I went through all of this stuff just to bring you this revelation, this understanding. Amen. See how much price Christ has paid and then these people, Paul had, okay, I'll shave my head. Then, still you want to kill me. And all of that, Patmos and suffering and you're almost 100 years old, you're an old man and you're still for the word. You are suffering all these things and then we get the word. So much freedom. Whoa. <laughs> Amazing. But you know, we shouldn't forget. Don't use that freedom, that liberty, to just serve your own fleshly desires. But he said, in love, let's serve one another. I think that's the least we can do. Amen? Of course, it involves exercise, determination, discipline, just like bodily exercise. But there's profit coming. There's profit coming. And there won't be misery. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Verse 6 says, and has made us kings and priests. You could never have made yourself a king or a priest, ever. You can go and kill people and try this and that, but for God to make you a king and a priest, oh, that's the next level. Amen? There are rulers in Africa who never want to leave their throne. 30 years later, same faith. And you think about it, how much he would be suffering and struggling to keep that seat. How many people he would have killed. How many things he would have done to still be the ruler of that place. Amen? But here, Almighty God himself says, come, I call you king. 
I call you priest. Then you will be serving with my son, the king of kings and the lord of lords. Wow. That's the next level, my brother, my sister. And has made us kings and priests. Unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever. Notice, and ever. Amen. That's plenty, my brother. That's plenty, my sister. That's, that's just beyond this little head of ours. It just goes. Praise God. And all that we are expected is to just use the liberty now to in love serve one another. From the freedom of the choice and authority we have, we make an informed choice based on God's word and say, okay, I'm going to do this. There's discipline. There's effort. There's a lot of dynamics involved there. But, hey, if it'll profit to go to the gym and you just get the right kind of body or, you know, the health benefits, what about when it's all over and Jesus is ruling and reigning over all the kingdoms and you are there (laughs) ruling and reigning with him? Wow. That's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Hallelujah. And they just hit the floor, the very elders, the 24 elders, and they just bow down and they say, you are worthy. Hmm. You are worthy, O Lord. And so he's worthy. That's all we're saying. Let's say it here. Let's live it here. And then when we go there, we'll say it. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Hallelujah. Worthy to be praised. Worthy to be glorified forever and ever. Hallelujah. So we want to be able to live like in the foretaste. Now itself. Hallelujah. See, we can enjoy a foretaste of all of that before that time. We can actually have a knowing that, ah, I believe I chose properly. I believe I did the right thing. And the misery factor disappears. Amen. Glory to God. Made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. It's awesome. It's awesome. All right. Praise God. So you can see um, what I believe is the thrust of what he wants us to be pondering on and living out in these last days. Amen. So we're looking for how we can be in that place of great love and service to others. Amen. Out of a realization, it's going to take effort. It's going to take work. I I have to discipline myself. I have to just be as though I'm getting ready for a tournament. I'm going for a state tournament. I have to discipline myself, etc., etc. Amen. Praise God. Because we are running a race. We are fighting a fight. We are wrestling, but not against flesh and blood, but against voices out of principalities, powers, dominions, rulers of this present evil world who want to steal our valuable cup and our dominion and our restored reigning with Christ. Hallelujah. They don't want us to enjoy any of these eternal values and benefits. Praise God. 
And we have to just decide. I'm going to put all of that under. I'm going to put my flesh under. I'm going to bring it into obedience. Hallelujah. I will not be disqualified. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Oh, it's worth it. Isn't it worth it? Ha, ha, ha. We, we, we just choose. Praise God. Let's go again to Galatians and observe there the sixth chapter. Notice verse 2. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear ye one another's burdens. Verse 3, For if a man think himself to be something, when he's nothing, he deceiveth himself. Now, he's not saying that we are just nothing, but to think more highly than you ought to think. It's a very high place we have been given, you know, a king and a priest. Wow, that's high. In the same nature as Jesus, as God Almighty, with his life, his spirit living. Wow, you know, it's, it's very high. But, you know, we are all in him right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're not demoting ourselves. We're just honoring others above ourselves. Amen. Verse 4. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in in another. It's not by comparison now, because, you know, your brother is actually just as you are. You're supposed to love him as you love yourself. So, you know, everything gets lost in that place of we are actually like whatever good happens to you, it's happening to me. When you're honored, I'm honored. When you are dishonored, I'm also dishonored. We are one body. Amen? So you are losing that self-self thing. Somewhere in there, it disappears. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you are now carrying and helping with another person's burden when that burden is too much for him. And each one is not boasting in that he had to help somebody else, otherwise there would have been nothing, you know. But I was there and I helped him and I carried it. No. It was a privilege to do that for the king. Amen. And if you want to really see how great you are, test it with yourself. He says, let every man prove his own work, then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. So this is about growing up. When you start changing your own clothes, you're not wearing a diaper anymore, you're doing your own bed, you started taking care of your own room, you could say that you're growing up. But if somebody else has to do that for you all the time, there's a problem. Hallelujah. So each one has to carry his own level of, you know, stuff. Come on, man. You can do this. You don't need 50 encouragements every day to, you can do this. You can finally put on your pants. You can do this. Hallelujah. Wow, you can, glory, you can really clean your room now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. No. Where you just know, hey, I can do this. You know, you can do your own stuff. Amen. But you're also so full of this love and desire and admonition and strengthening 
and discipline that you want to help somebody else with their own burdens. And you're not going to think so greatly about yourself after that. But at least you will know, I believe I did the right thing. And I will not have misery attached to, you know, my eternal dwelling and so on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. With that in mind, glory to God. You know, I'm just um, trying to see how much we can do. Let's see. With that in mind, let's go off to the book of uh, Proverbs. This, this will help. Proverbs, notice the 11th chapter and the first verse. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Amen? So God is interested in how you weigh things, or he is interested in how you check and the accuracy of your judgments. Amen. Remember when we started off in Proverbs, we talked about equity and all of those kind of things, that treating people properly, equally, and administering justice, all of that is, is from the wisdom and the discipline of the Word of God. Amen? So a false balance, guess what? It's an abomination to the Lord. So when you do not handle uh, things in, let's just call it integrity, what is integrity? It's like some principles of your own, some moral standard of your own, which you have gained from the Word and the truth in the Spirit. So you, you don't just do things anyhow. You have a certain standard by which you do things. Hallelujah. A just weight is his delight. Notice he gets excited when you handle it with proper judgment, when you have... Uh, Accuracy in the way you are judging things. Praise God. You are not cheating anybody. Praise God. Verse 2. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. With the lowly's wisdom, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. So you may not require much praying, much fasting, if you have a system on the inside that you are yielding to, which has standards based on God, that can actually guide you. That this is not right, so I'm not going that way. You don't need 24-hour prayers for that. You can just follow that, that system that has been built up on the inside of you to just walk away from that. So the integrity, the truth inside, the standard of God on the inside of us will guide us. It's the thing that's going to guide us. Notice, the integrity of the upright, that's the just person. Notice, he's already righteous. So the righteous man has to keep these standards up there just because it's right. Hmm. Just because it's right, I'm going to keep it like that. And that will guide us, he said. Shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivered from death. Are you getting this? Money cannot buy everything. <laughs> it's kind of amazingly true. Think about it. When there are certain kinds of problems going on, you cannot buy your way out of it. You'll have to listen to the righteousness of God 
and dig into the things of the Spirit in order to be free in that area. Amen? Hallelujah. Interesting thought, right? There are days of wrath or judgment and death that even you cannot buy your way out of it. But you have to follow integrity or this standard of God's word and God's way of doing things and that can deliver. In other words, God will not say, leave you there. He'll bring you out because it delights him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for money and wealth and all of that. But it's good to keep that standard there because you can be delivered. God will come and bring you out. Hallelujah. Mm. Woo, thank you, Jesus. The righteousness of the perfect shall, notice, shall direct his way. Again, those standards are directing him. But the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. The uprightness of the upright shall deliver them. See how many times this thing is coming up. But transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. You know? So notice, it is good to keep that standard. It's good to keep that just and right way of doing things. Just because it is God's way, it's the right way. And it will guide us and deliver us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 8. The righteous is delivered out of trouble. And the wicked cometh in his stead. Instead of you, the wicked guy gets it. Hallelujah. Oh man, thank you Jesus. Notice that, it's, it's worth it. So this press towards doing the right thing, just because it's the right thing, is still noble and pleasing in God's eyes. Why did you do that? You didn't have to do that. You could have used, used your liberty and just kind of wangled out of that, but you decided to do it because it was right. Because those things are right in God's sight, and He's pleased with them. Hallelujah. And it's going to work out to guide you into the paths for which you were created. Not everybody's walking in those places, you see. Hallelujah. But if this is the press of your heart, if this is the cry to want to do that which is right with all humility, oh God, I need your help. I want to do the right thing. With such desire, I believe that God will guide us out, bring us out and lead us in to what he has for us. Say amen. Hallelujah. Mm. So there's a, there's a whole lot of stuff in there. Verse 12 continues, He that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor, but a man of understanding holdeth his peace. So we're going to have to, you know, think about it. This neighbor in this place that he's talking about is actually when they say neighbor, neighbor in the OT, it actually refers to, in quote, a believer. So they were all Jewish people and they were kind of like neighbors. Amen. So imagine you have to help a believer. You have to help your brother. You have to bear their burdens. You have to see what you can do. Amen. Glory to God. So it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to know that God has called us to this place. Amen. Praise God. Cheers. Glory. Cheers with the coffee. Let's go to Ephesians. 
observe the fourth chapter. You could read 27. He says, neither give place to the devil. See that? Praise God. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Hmm. So this is how it, it goes. One, the believer now who was, say, a major thief and a robber, he gets saved. This is what happens to him. He gets to think in a different way. And now he starts thinking about how to give to others who don't have. In other words, he's being integrated or taught into the law of sowing and reaping to do it God's way. Amen? So he said, you used to steal before, now you don't steal, but now you work with your hands. You work with your hands. You go and put your own body and your own capacities to work and then start help, helping others. God blesses that and, and help can be now given to others you are serving others now and you're getting into the law of sowing and reaping and it's going to come back to you. Praise God. God is excited about it. Thank you, Jesus. So that you now have to give to him that needs. So your thoughts are going that way now. You're the guy that used to take from others. Now you're thinking about how to be a blessing to others. Amen. Glory to God. Interesting, isn't it? Amen. I believe that the devil will be resisted and be given no place <laughs> when we start behaving like that. The devil is like, man, I can't believe it. This guy was my disciple. He did everything I said, but now look what he does. He doesn't even keep it for himself. He goes and gives it to some other people, you know, that have need, it seems. Ah, oh, makes me want to throw up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ha ha ha. Isn't that interesting? Let's go again to Galatians. Hallelujah. God is good. God is a good God. Hallelujah. Oh, let's go to Ephesians first. <laughs> Very interesting stuff. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 7. Or maybe we'll start in verse 6. It all begins right there in the beginning. But verse 6 says, Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Notice that we are free. We are free. I mean, we can pretend. We can use the freedom to pretend, or we can do things from the heart. Amen? Verse 7, With good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Amen. Observe that. So if you go back to Genesis and think about it, before Eve came, there was just Adam. Just Adam and God. And there was not a single other person on the planet. And he could have just said, nobody's here, man. I don't have to do these things. Take care of the garden. What? Nobody's here. It's just me and God. But you know, that's how it is. It's just you and God, actually. That's what integrity is all about. It's about you and God. Even if nobody sees you doing the thing or not doing the thing, 
it's just you and God. So Adam had to do all these things as though God was the only person there. So you can go home after cheating others and saying, I didn't do it, man, I escaped from that stuff. But you may not be able to have a good conscience about it eventually. You know, your conscience will be taking these strikes. And eventually, when you need guidance from the man on the inside, your conscience will be giving you all kinds of wrong directions because it's been maltreated. It has become a habit to not pay attention to those things. So the details are blurry. We all need help. How many of you think you need help? We all need help. Man, this thing becomes dicey, you know. So we, we, we could use all the help we, we, we have. So I believe that God wants us to just do it one day at a time. Get yourself trimmed there just like those lamps in the Holy of Holies and the holy place. And, you know, they, they trim the wicks and so on so that you can be burning and flamed and fired up for God. Hallelujah. So you're not necessarily cheating anybody but yourself. That's the ultimate thing about it. Verse 8 says, Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. See, God says, whether you are free or not, I see everything and I give the rewards according to what you do. That's nice to know. That's the freedom we should enjoy. And then he talks to masters. He says, you that are bosses, do the same things unto them. Forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven. Neither is there respect of him with, or respect of persons with him. Praise God. So, there is someone watching, whether you are working for somebody or whether you are the boss of somebody. There is a God who knows of all of these things and He's going to give it back to you as you are doing. Amen. You know, so this is the person that we're going to now rule and reign with eventually. And guess what? This is what he's preparing us for so that we can handle ruling and reigning properly with him. Amen. In a kingdom where everything's going to be perfect, we're going to show them the way to do it. Amen. <laughs> So, these are thoughts that, you know, should begin to take center place in our lives and we push forward into them. Hallelujah. So, we represent a people who can love others, who can choose the right thing, who can do it because it's right. Let's go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2 says, verse 18... Let's start in 17. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. So it has moved from Proverbs into New Covenant. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. Isn't that interesting? So you may not be led by God to good masters and bosses. God may lead you also to work for people who are not really great, that are mean and wicked and all of that. So sometimes, you know, you may wonder, I, but I was praying and I was doing this and that. 
this verse also comes to pass. So he may lead you to be working with certain types of people. Verse 19. For this is thankworthy. Why? Because there's a reward coming. This is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. Are you seeing that? There's a reward coming for doing things um, the right way and doing them properly but being uh, treated badly and not getting the reward for it down here. While you were doing it, you know, God watched everything. God saw it all. He saw your attitude. He saw your integrity, how honest you were, how honorable you were. Not because the guy was such a great person but because he's your boss. You are honoring his position, not necessarily the person himself. He may be a mean guy, forward man, a man with a bad mouth and bad character. Amen? Verse 20, For what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, you take it patiently? You did wrong and you're getting trashed for it. What's the big deal? But if when you do well, see how heaven looks at things and rates it, when you do well and you suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Amen? This is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps who did no guile or sin, no guile found in his mouth, when he was reviled, reviled not again, verse 23, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. So in other words, you should be able to say, Lord, all these things I have done, you saw it, and I leave it in your hands. Guess what happened to Jesus? God brought him out of it all and made him the head of the whole thing. The boss of all bosses. King of kings. Lord of lords. That's how God does. That's how our Father does stuff. Amen? So it may look as though, man, what's going on? I'm just going through the works here. But he knows how to honor and bring you up and set you up for eternity. Not just even temporal, eternally. He made him forever and ever settled. Praise the Lord Jesus. Just because he's right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. We are, you know, constantly flying by... Uh, let's go off to the verse again in John. Thank you, Lord. Second John, verse 4. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children, she's talking to a particular lady who I believe was the elder of the church, thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. He said, I rejoice greatly. Your children are just doing it because it's right. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. Man, those guys are doing it because it's right. And now I beseech thee, lady, 
not as though I wrote a new commandment unto you, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. So this thing has been around for some time, that we love one another. And this love that we walk after, I'm sorry, this is love, that we walk after his commandments, this is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. So this is the ultimate, this is the fulfilling of the law, this is the commandment. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Amen. So notice, this is the truth. Don't worry so much about antichrist, just worry about Christ. (laughs) You know, sometimes people are so bothered about the antichrist. Meanwhile, the Christ and his great nature and his great love is there for us, hallelujah, you know, and we are so bothered about the Antichrist. What's wrong with people? I think that if we are busy doing the right thing, some of these things will just not be so important. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. This commandment to walk in love pleased John, who gave us the book of Revelation, pleased God, who actually lived in John, who used John to bring us this awesome truth. This is the truth. Amen? Walk in it. You don't have to worry about the Antichrist so much. You won't even see him, most likely, till after judgment has been poured on him. Then you may see, oh, this is the guy, I see. Hallelujah. You don't even have to bother about it. Glory to God. We should just be bothered about what we should be doing right now. Please go with us to John 14 now. This is the Gospel of John. Hallelujah. This is the true love. This is love. This is the truth. Let's just go with it. Hallelujah. Look at how 14 begins. Verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Oh, glory to God. Jesus is telling us this. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said you can be sure. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Thank you, Jesus. So between time X and the time we go back to our father and the mansions, he said, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe in Jesus too. Believe in his word. Verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. If it's good for him, hallelujah, it's good for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, have you been to heaven? Have you, as long as it's good for Jesus, it's going to be good for me. Have you seen visions of heaven? I've read in the book where he is going to, where he has been preparing for me 2,000 years ago. I'm telling you, my brother, my sister, that's where I'm going. Hmm. There you may be also. He loves me so much, he wants me there. He wants me in the same place. Glory to God. There shouldn't be any regret. Let's just do this thing right. 
so that we don't have to sit, imagine, in a mansion and your neighbor is the guy that you cheated. Forever. You can't move from that neighborhood. Jesus planned it. And there he is. You open your window. There's your lawn and your green grass and your fence. And that's him in his window. And you're looking at each other and you're thinking, I shouldn't have done this to him. Of course, you're in heaven now. Are you getting this? You're in heaven. It's a wonderful place. It's the Jesus kind of place. And he's your neighbor. There'll be a small thing, right? Yeah, there'll be something. You laugh about it, <laughs> but still, you'll feel it. So walking in the truth now is very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. All right, suppose it's an unbeliever that we are dealing with now. So you did not cheat the believer, but an unbeliever. Think about this. Jesus died for that unbeliever. Can you imagine that? Jesus paid for that unbeliever. That's the guy that you are cheating. It pays my brother, it pays my sister to just go with the truth. Just because it's true. Just because God said so. That's the right thing to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord Jesus. Let's uh, drop down in the same chapter, chapter 14. And let's go off. To verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Isn't that simple? If you love me, keep my commandments. There it is. If you love me, keep my commandments. So, you know, when you're dealing with God and then you have to say, I love you, you have to be a little bit careful. Amen? Just tell him, Lord, I'm, I'm learning, but I love you. And I want to do the right thing. Help me. I want to do the right thing. And honestly, I just need to be honest with you. Amen? So, let's do it right. Let's tell him we love you, Lord, and we are willing to lay down our lives for our brethren. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Look at verse 24. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. Did you notice he, he looked at the negative part of that also? He said, now he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And he's saying, listen, I know you guys are so close to me. You see me. I'm living with you all these three years now. But I want you to know, if you respect my father, these words that I'm speaking, they are not my own. They are my father's words. Oh, that's amazing, isn't it? He's telling them that it is the father's nature. It is the son's nature. It's, it, this is coming from the highest authority. Amen. The father which sent him. Verse 25. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. What a privilege they had to be with him at that moment, listening to all these things. They had no clue that he was going to be absent, to be absent from the body, to be absent from the literal presence of Jesus. It was going to happen. They did not know that. 
Now we are here. Jesus has not really been present with us in that way. But we are receiving the word from these people, these great disciples. And we are receiving it from Jesus and we are receiving it from the Father. Hallelujah. It's come some way now. But God has not changed. The way he looks at it has not changed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Observe there. We read uh, 15, 30. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, and he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. He said, the Father loves me. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. No height, no depth, no power, no principality, nothing present, nothing to come can separate you from the great love of this Father God. Hallelujah. And so, based on that, Jesus said, I'm doing, I'm saying, I'm going, I'm, whatever it is, is based on that. And therefore, you and I have an opportunity again to say, I'm sure of the Father's love. These words are for me, and I'm going to do them. I'm going to act on them. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We are at the very end of the age. The Holy Spirit is with us. The Comforter is with us. The Word is with us. The Antichrist is somewhere down the road. Down the years, just a few years down, you will see him, but we won't be here. Ha, ha, ha. We have an opportunity today. Just today. We don't know about tomorrow. The privilege of today is ours. Today we can act on these truths. Today we can do the right thing. Today we can be led. Footsteps arranged by him. Good works set up for us to walk in. Hallelujah. They are all there for us today. And today we can do the right thing. Amen. Please go with me again as we uh, wind down. First Peter chapter 1. Praise the Lord Jesus. Notice there verse 23, 1 Peter 1 verse 23. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. Notice that. All flesh is like the grass out there. And the glory of man, so the greatest there among all the grass will be like a flower. The grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away. Praise God. Notice, it's just grass. Nobody's too bothered about it. So, hey, there could be believers that are there, they're just grass. And then there are once in a while some flowers. People pay attention to the flower because, hey, it looks good. But both of them go through similar reactions. They wither and fade away. But the word of the Lord, notice, endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. So that's the comparison between the word and then us. Don't you think we should go with the word? All of our best efforts are like a flower among all the grass of others. Eventually, it's going to wither and fall away. But we have an opportunity to do the eternal 
to do the word stuff and invest into the realms of eternity and profit, real profit. Are you getting this? Hallelujah. Mm. It helps. It really helps to see it like that. God is good. I'd rather go with the word. Your best efforts flower. Amen. Let's go to James. I think we are slowly coming to landing stations, but it doesn't matter. Cabin crew, landing stations. James chapter 1, verse 9. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he's exalted. Amen. Everybody's grass. Amen. So this brother seemed to be of low degree, but he's a brother. Let him get exalted. I mean, let him rejoice that he was lifted up, exalted. But the rich among the brothers, in that he's made low, because as the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. Even the, the rich one, they're the ones that look like flowers. They're like they're grass, but you know, hey, they're better, they're flowers. So our belief in God and the eternal word and the Father and Jesus and the Holy Ghost, you know, it makes us all one. Except that. Not that because he's a flower, so I have to do this and that. And the flower doesn't have to say, just because I'm the flower, all of you grasses, any kipula, ningalala. It doesn't have to be like that. <laughs> because we're all going to fade away. If you look at it strictly, the natural realms are going to fade away. It's the eternal that connects all of us. It's the blood, it's the faith, it's Jesus, it's the Holy Ghost, it's the Father. That's where we should put in our efforts. These things on the outside could be distracting. Hallelujah. Verse 11. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace and the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. In other words, the problems come to all of us and eventually, you know, we are leaving. Verse 12 continues, Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Amen? These problems are coming to all of us. And all our natural efforts, you know, will definitely fade away. But the spiritual battle of enduring, joyfully, overcoming, those are the things that prepare for us the crown. So don't be too distracted by the outside. This guy's a flower, I'm just grass, all of that kind of stuff. Please, let it be. Let's focus on the real stuff. Enduring. In temptation, trials, problems of life. With the word, with the spirit, with the truth. Keeping that from the heart. Looking unto him, the author and finisher of our faith. 
Hallelujah. There's a crown. We're going to collect our crowns. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. 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 You're a faithful God. You'll do what you said. We're looking to you. Oh, mataprefefelechte. Brokuti krekepeti tu kusto. Menj devrande vile vero kula bara santa. Thank you, Father, for helping us to walk in liberty, in such freedom that we are able to serve one another in love. We're able to do things just because they are right. We're able to keep our integrity and our values. And that will be helpful when you guide us, when you lead us. We will get into those paths that were created for us before time began. We will do all we were called to. Be prepared for that soon homecoming. We thank you for crowns. We thank you for, for mansions. We thank you for eternal values becoming more real to us. Thank you for your mercy today. We receive your mercy today. We receive your freedom today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. If you'd like to give, this would be a great opportunity. If you're a tither, giver, we use this as a point of contact. May the mercy of God meet your need. That you'll have more than enough for every good work. Mortal men receive, but there he that lives forever receives. It is into his hands we are putting it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Abba Father. Praise your holy name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, team. Thank you so much. You are blessed.